0: to the Astro Economic Review. My name is John Eckstein. I'm the Chief Investment Officer at Astro Investment Management. I'm joined today by my friend and partner, Rob Stein.
1: Rob, hello. Hi, John. Not quite as enthusiastic as your good morning, but (laughs) hello, everybody. (laughs) That's because you don't drink coffee. Um, (laughs) That's true.
0: It is Friday, 7-7. We had the payroll report today. And as usual, Rob and I are going to break it down for you. You know, we do like to give our sort of economy a nutshell right up top. And my opinion has been the same for a while. The economy is showing modest signs of slowing, but still is growing at a very respectable pace. And we have yet to see
1: the oft-promised recession. Do you agree with that, Rob? I do. Whether I would have suggested that three months ago is a different question, but clearly the case. Economy seems to be okay. If not better than okay, stock market seems to be okay. Employment trend seems to be okay. And then we can talk about what's going on in the last 10 days.
0: Yeah. So let me run through the numbers real quick. We had a non-farm payroll increase of 209,000. There is a little asterisk next to that and that there was a substantial negative revision, 110,000 over the last two months. Unemployment rate unchanged at 3.6, and the hourly earnings continuing to along at 4.4%
1: year on year. That's a little higher than people were expecting, right?
0: Yeah, earnings were slightly uh, warmer than people were expecting, right? Uh, so last month it was 4.3 year on year. People were expecting 4.2. We got 4.4. For the one month, we are expecting zero point three percent month on month. We got zero point four. I mean, that's pretty close, obviously, but not dramatically weakening. But one thing that people scratching their heads at a little bit was ADP, the big payroll employer. You think that they'd be able to do a pretty good job forecasting employment, since let's say they operate, you know, ten percent of businesses or jobs go through their system, but no, they're mm. not. They had forecast seven hundred thousand or something like that, so that was off. They just changed their methodology recently. They still might need to tweak it a little bit. Honestly,
1: I'm thinking they have a, a short window with twenty days. You can't even get fifty people to RSVP to a dinner on
0: time. No, but like they have, they process twenty million checks a month or whatever, twenty million checks a pay period, and like they could count them up, right? You don't need anybody to. Ask you anything. You know how much everyone got paid. You know who got fired. It seems like that would give them an edge. But
1: yeah, I would think that's why I think once they get the revision in, I think that's pretty accurate. But you know, somebody's out sick, somebody forgot to send it in, somebody sent it in twice, somebody really got fired, but you didn't know it.
0: Yeah, they don't have a perfect sample either. And they went to some sort of machine learning framework that they're a little opaque about. So they might need to
1: rethink there. In fact, I think considering what the workforce is. What, 150 million? The fact that they can count that down to a couple hundred thousand on a monthly basis, uh, kudos.
0: Yeah, no, it's not bad. It's not bad. So I'm going to say, like, I still see this as a very strong labor market. The prime age employment rate is the highest it's been in 25 years, and it's almost as high as it's ever been. That's sort of unambiguously strong this month's growth in jobs is the lowest as it's been in a few years. Still, you know, 200,000 jobs a month when you're already at, you know, substantially full employment is very respectable. Then average growth is coming down a, a tiny bit, trending down, not lower this month. And if you wanted to find some bad news, you could see that like black Unemployment shot up a little bit last month. Sometimes that can be, you know, a canary in the coal mine, though sometimes that can just be, you know, the sample smaller, so you're expected to be noisier. Other than that, I didn't see a lot of weakness. I mean, I'm going to nuance what I can say a little bit. I do see labor market growth slowing, but still positive. And I don't see anything
1: to change that in this month's report. Do you? Well... I think the revisions being kind of negative—it's somewhat of a sign. I also think there was a First lot of government.
0: government. Well, that's a good point. Yep,
1: and a lot of government jobs were part of this report, which it sometimes concerns me. I, I don't consider that quite the same. I know that it's still productive and money still circles to the economy. But I don't know that's not something that's typically sustainable. It doesn't mean that we're growing. It means there's vacancies for things that need to get done. But 200 plus thousand people added on a 300,000 person average pace for the last part of the year. Hard to say anything.
0: Yeah. You know, that's a good point about private versus all total payrolls. I didn't see a big discussion on that. You know, it is a June number. And obviously the biggest uh, employee would be the teachers. Teachers, yeah. Uh, the teachers were understaffed sort of all year. So it's kind of plausible. You say, gosh, it's June. You're supposed to lay off teachers. They didn't lay off as many as they would have before. The season a little messed up because they were understaffed. Sure, I can see that being the explanation there. For the absolute numbers, it was 209000 for all non-farm payrolls and 149000 for private payrolls, so that leaves sixty thousand of, of the two hundred nine being government jobs, of one sort or another. Yeah,
1: so you will know, we'll read into that a little if you want, but you know, we're looking for reasons to suggest that this is some form of a slowing number, and it's not. I personally, think we hit a wall, but I don't know how much longer I can say that without saying, "Gee, I got that wrong." Hmm.
0: I mean, I think one thing from our standpoint is that you know we've got some forward-looking indicators that go into the astroeconomic index, and those have been a little bit more pessimistic than counting the number of jobs style indicators. And usually, those forward-looking indicators do lead the economy. And but the, it seems to be a little bit slower if it's going to happen this time than it has been in the past. One of those things that we look at would be the purchasing managers' indices. The Right, uh, where we go and we ask companies how's business going last month better or worse, and you just sort of count them up who's better, who's worse. The manufacturing purchase and managed indices are weak in the US, they're at a local minimum, they're also extremely weak in the eurozone and also in South Korea and Taiwan. If you look at industrial production in the US that is maybe bottoming, but certainly been on a down trend, I think. And the the manufacturing PMI is not always a recession when it's down here, but usually, you know, it's an extremely weak number. The services PMI is not as dramatic, but overall, those numbers are telling you to look out.
1: Are you on that, Rob? Yes. As we go through the numbers, It's clear that employment is the shining star. In fact, it almost isn't consistent with the other numbers. Not that one's good, one's bad, but uh, where we are in a range of historically how it's been looking compared to the other numbers, not including inflation, which is probably a negative. I think you can paint a different story. It's easier to paint the story of we're going to hit that wall. I could see things rolling over. Gee, things aren't as good as they look. But I think employment is so significant to the strength of an economy, it's hard for me to try to use industrial production or PMIs as enough of a reason to get more cautious than what you are in your cautious plus portfolio. Right.
0: You know, when I started this business, one thing I was taught was that the business cycle happens in the manufacturing sector, right? That's the one that. Services kind of tool along and manufacturing is what goes through the cycle. And that's not really, as manufacturing has been offshore in the US, like we've had discussions like, is that really the right way to think about it anymore? And it's not clear. And so right. you a situation where you're in some sort of manufacturing
1: recession and nobody really notices. I wrote about that a few years ago. Like we had a full-on recession in the auto industry about four or five years ago Yeah, uh, in the energy space. I mean, there, there energy firms going bankrupt, defaulting on their debt, and the economy just sort of skipped along while those sectors got crunched. And I do think that that is a lot to do with how the service sector and the other parts of the economy that are succeeding, they don't get nicked as much. There are certain things that cause contractions in an area that don't bleed over. And I don't know that we've had that before. We're a much more diverse economy than there were. Didn't our sector allocation product have to add a sector a few years ago. Am I um, that right?
0: they, they divided. they've been dividing up the sectors a little bit, right? So we uh they <laughs> took the IT stuff and broke it out a little bit more. So they put having
1: Facebook next to Oracle doesn't necessarily make sense. So right. Put, and then the financials, they did something with read I don't know, they but they're finding more and more ways to break down how the economy works and runs and you know even if you go back to the pandemic not everyone was working from home you know that's amazon was still delivering packages mcdonald's was still serving burgers so we're much more bifurcated and maybe coming out of the pandemic it's even more obvious uh, right. that that's the case making recessions if the true definition of a recession is kind of a contraction all across the board followed by unemployment of generally most sectors followed by general feeling of despair <laughs> right. so Yeah, it just seemed like somebody was always whistling while they're walking by in the last five years, whichever way the the economy was going. The one area,
0: sort of solid area that's shown weakness has been housing the last few years. And we try to forecast housing market activity at the GDP level from the higher frequency data. And for the first time in, I don't know, like two years, that number is getting positive. So it's possible, you know, that we're going to say, you know, maybe there's going to be a bump in the housing sector soon. Too early to say, but well, we've got some science maybe of green shoots there. I also think that was by design. That the housing market slowed down? Absolutely, right? That's the primary way that the Fed can affect the economy is, is through, that's the most industry sensitive sector. So yes, right. The Fed isn't going to tell you we want to make your houses go down in value, but that's exactly what they want to do. <laughs> and I can tell you that because the Fed is chartered by the Congress of the United States, and that's the last thing they want to hear. They'll get in trouble. So and speaking of the Fed, we do have a meeting in not that long. Do you see a pause or do you see another small hike? I see another small hike. Yeah, I agree. The argument, the pause more would be... You know, you see some sort of precipitous decline in inflation, you see the economy falling off a cliff, but, you know, we don't see
1: those things. And so, you know, why not just put another Cheerio on the scale? (laughs) Yeah. And I think everybody who's talked about lowering rates by the end of the year needs to get some egg on their face.
0: I think the, the market has kind of given up that dream, right? And let's check in with the Fed Fund futures market. When we last looked, our hero. <laughs> exactly. When we last looked, our hero. So, right. So, we do not, Fed Fund futures market sees another hike this year, sometime between maybe 50 50, July or September, and then sees some cuts coming in maybe March of next year. But uh, not a lot of movement baked in there now, and and there was significant cuts factored in in the December, not that long ago. Now now there's hikes. Yeah. Okay, I think we'll leave it there. If you'd like more information about how we view the economy, you can check out the Aster website, asterim, uh, that's imforinvestmentmanagement dot com, or you can reach out to your Aster sales rep. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, John. Cheers.
1: To learn more about Aster Investment Management's research and strategies, please visit us on the web at www.asterim.com, or stay up to date by following us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you. Aster Investment Management LLC is a SEC registered investment advisor. All information contained herein is for informational purposes only. This is not a solicitation to offer investment advice or services in any state where to do so would be unlawful. Analysis and research are provided for informational purposes only, not for trading or investing purposes. All opinions expressed are as of the date of publication and subject to change. They are not intended as investment recommendations.